Hi, and welcome to the Bend In Podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we also believe that everyone should know the next step for making their spiritual life more important to them. I'm Pops. I'm Dave. And I'm Bob. We've entitled this Ben Men series on soul care, When Life is Tough. So we're going to be tackling some important issues on sin and suffering that are very challenging for us and our friends. But by way of a disclaimer, I need to let you know that none of the three of us are licensed therapists, counselors, psychologists, or a psychiatrist. So please take the information in these podcasts as general information only. If you suffer with emotional problems, please seek out the help of a qualified healthcare professional who practices Christian principles. Today, on this podcast, we want to discuss anxiety. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which is about the most relevant, um, I feel like, of the series, but also something very, very daunting. Mm. Yes. I mean, I have personally been the most nervous about recording this podcast for the last three weeks, I know, yeah. Yeah. Well, then why don't we get started and somebody define anxiety for me. Um, yeah, let me give it a shot. So, um, man, everybody experiences anxiety yeah. at some point in their yeah. lives. Yeah. It's You know, anxiety is, to define it probably, anxiety is a feeling of being threatened. Sometimes with no clear justification. Yeah. There are sometimes physical symptoms for, with this, you know, like your heart racing or high blood pressure or sweating. But Jesus came to leave us a legacy of peace without anxiety. So there are opportunities now for us to kind of step in and step up um, and be responsible at some level for how we handle anxiety in a healthy way or an unhealthy way. Yeah, yeah. And there is ways of having an anxiety that's healthy. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. You know, I think of every, not that it's much of a comparison to a professional athlete, but before every mm. high school sports game, you have that swelling anxiety inside of which you about your many. performance. Well, thank you. God bless the small Christians. Yeah, school. I was going to say, don't pretend <laughs> like I'm some phenom. Uh-uh. <laughs> right. No, my graduating class was like 40 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, like, you know, a couple capacities where it actually can be healthy, right? If you're a creative type person, having that anxiety to perform and create can actually be really, really motivating if you're... Uh, maybe academically or as a student, that anxiety can fuel you to not procrastinate and jump on it and tackle it, prepare Mm. for that exam. If you're an athlete, like we said, it can enhance performance. It can encourage a lot of these different capacities. Um, I've been been recently hooked on a uh, uh, English uh, soccer documentary series, and it's definitely made me think about that too, about like those feelings again of like how how you feel before a game. Both of us obviously played soccer in high school. And it's like, oh, this is a good anxiety. Like this is getting me amped and ready for this game. By soccer documentary, you mean Ted Lasso? (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) Trying to sound smart over here. Yeah, I know. There is, well, you just sort of, you you, you just sort of dated this podcast. Um, There is is an important distinction though that we do want to make when it comes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is a distinction between anxiety and fear. fear. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, anxiety, we're saying sometimes justified or not, and all these feelings and consequences. And that can be like, yeah, getting ready for that Little League baseball game. Fear is more like when, you know, dad's chopping out the tree in the backyard at the old house yet and reaches down to grab a root, I think, and then pulls out a three-foot snake. Yeah, yeah. And and I will tell you, that was fear based on a serious anxiety about ever having to hold a snake. He really Indiana Jones that one. I mean, it's like you want your dad to be fearless, but you screamed like a little girl when that happened. I also love that he grabbed it hurled it over the back fence and then just assumed the threat was neutralized. And I think in my adult years, like, 
the next runner that's going down the sidewalk is now going to encounter that snake. <laughs> the yeah. snake can come back to the burrow. There's a lot of different ends to that, <laughs> a lot. To that story. Well, and that, like, that to be like, a good example of like that, the opposite between like anxiety and fear. Fear is, this is a very real and present threat uh-huh. that's like, right. legit. Uh-huh. It's right in front of me. There's uh-huh. danger. Whereas anxiety could be like this sort of feeling of a threat Looming. that may or may not yeah, even ever be justified. Yeah, ever materialize. Yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's a good way to say it. What are some of the causes for anxiety? Um, I mean, I would throw out three, um, causes that could bring anxiety. They all happen to start with S. Because um, you're a pastor. Because I, yeah, right. It's my three point <laughs> sermon, alliterated sermon on anxiety. Um, man, one of them is self-focus. You know, I'm so self, have such self-focused living that I'm just wanting to please myself and I get really self-consumed. It causes anxiety. Another one, frankly, is Satan. We've got an enemy yeah. who wants to use all factors to create this anxiety and us and a lack of trust and peace and, um, even bodily and mental um, harmony and the third one this is more general but sin you know where we can be positioning our lives our patterns take us into real depths yeah. man the psalms talk all about that yeah. um all of those can really push us to a place of anxiety that's not healthy yeah those are very biblical sources but i mean it can also be sourced from a lot of the personal a lot of the upbringing a lot of the the nurturing elements like mm-hmm. super, having super anxious parents model that for you mm-hmm. throughout childhood it's going to be very hard to escape that in your adult years. You could have past abuse or trauma that highly imports yeah. into your psyche and gives you some of these ju- maybe more so justified anxieties, but for non-manifested things down the road, it could be just straight-up fear of man, mm-hmm. just yeah. constant anxiety about the what-ifs, how what they think about me, what I'm doing, what I'm not doing, even though no one's ever actually saying anything, potentially. Yeah. So, but But honestly, shouldn't we expect when we face trials – Shouldn't we expect to be anxious? No, is the short answer. Okay, that's, um, that, that's probably going to be somewhat stunning to people. Well, the reason why I say that is because there are resources available to us who are b- believers in Christ, mm-hmm. who are made right with God because of our faith in Jesus, um, that transform what feels very natural, right? It feels very natural, especially in this age, in this season, like it feels very natural to be anxious, but my answer is no, definitively, because of like what James says in James chapter one, okay. when he says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know, the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So it's very strange that trials or suffering can and should bring out a joy within us that God through his spirit supplies. So how you perceive life is really going to influence your ability to cope with anxiety. Sure. Right. I think we all know that like to be successful in how you deal with anxiety, you need to have a godly perspective and you have to have a relationship with God who gives that power to you. But the only way to develop a godly perspective is to be growing and having a mature faith. Right, like we know the same sports analogy. That's great. Like if you never are running and hurting sure. and getting in the gym, like you're not going to get stronger. It. That's exactly true of your spiritual life. And the only way to develop a mature faith is to undergo trials, is to undergo suffering. So the the proper perspective is that God really does allow us challenging life circumstances. So we learn to trust. We learn to obey Him. Can, can I but, ask you just to go through that again? Because that really is a, a great three step way of understanding why we shouldn't allow anxiety to overwhelm us when we face the trials. 
so it's a, it's a perspective issue that even if this is a suffering or a trial, like how should I be viewing it instead of anxiety? That like first, to be successful dealing with anxiety, we need a godly perspective. Mm-hmm. But second, the only way to develop a godly perspective is to have a mature faith, right? Right, that can handle it. And the third, the only way to develop a mature faith is to undergo trials. I, I so it's kind that. of a, a working backwards, if you will. So yeah. to say it the other way, our, our maturing through trials gives us a mature faith, with, which helps give us the godly perspective to deal with anxiety. So as we go through it, we're growing. That's great. Yeah. I love and that. Yet, and yet, seemingly, that's the great paradox of it, of it all, right? Because the things that God is giving you as those opportunities to develop the mature faith, the leap of the perspective, um, are the exact things that are fodder, that are fuel for all of these anxiety triggers. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. These are the yep. things yeah. where, yep. at yeah. least in this fallen state that we all live in, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know, maybe you feel the conviction or not. I know I do often mm-hmm. when it's like, uh, I know I should probably respond this way, but man, I cannot combat this anxiety inside because this just really stinks or mm-hmm. I am fearful of this thing or, or whatever. I can think of an example as a young professional. I mean, for me, that means working in the church, but for other folks listening, there's all kinds of industries that they're working in where I was maybe in my second year of professional life and had just significant anxiety because of having to deal with conflict in the workplace yeah. and, and dealing with engaging with <clears throat> like certain dysfunctional leaders and things yeah. like that that was so, so personally challenging. It was like the one time in my life I woke up and almost felt like I was going to throw up yeah. in the morning because yeah. I didn't want to have to deal with this. And yet on this side, like 10 years later, <laughs> almost eight years later, I can look back and go, I know that God was using that yeah. to mature my faith, and he got me through it. I thought you were going to say, now I walk into the church, I'm knocking skulls, I'm just <laughs> yeah. telling people what's what. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Bob, don't tell them where you preach. I mean, they might not want to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Hopefully I'm not um, I'm not Welcome hardened. to the new school at Church and Fools. <laughs> yeah. That actually leads into a great question, and that is, how do we, as Christians, how should we look at dealing with anxiety? Yeah. Uh, quick take, and I'll have you add on to this, Dave. Like, So think about it as inward versus outward. This part of it. This isn't everything. This isn't every exa- piece of anxiety. But, man, anxiety thrives on our emotions, and it looks inward mm-hmm. at ourselves. Yeah. I'm talking about this even for me personally. Yeah, right? sure. It lost. thrives sure. by us looking at our emotions, looking inward. But faith looks outward toward God. That's great. Right? So that means kind of to conquer anxiety – Christ needs to become our central focus, our central reason for existence. And now there's a real form of, like, to give maybe a, an acronym for us so we can walk through bigger picture, like how should we approach anxiety as a Christian? <clears throat> it, it makes me think, and Dave, we've talked about this before, kind of four pieces, almost a four-step basic plan for overcoming anxiety, kind of what are our pieces that we could overcome anxiety? And the acronym happens to be PTSD. Now, in saying that, I am not minimizing in the no, least that PTSD no. is actually a heightened form right. of anxiety that can be clinical and severe and significant. And those uh. who those who um, have that engaged with that, that is a, that's a serious issue that they should be receiving uh, qualified help to walk through over the long haul. So, but just interestingly, that also forms an acronym. So for us on a day to day level, as we face anxiety, that we can help us walk through just by remembering four things that have the same acronym. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I'll just walk us through that kind of that PTSD: pray, think. Biblically, speak biblically, and depend on God as you act. So, Dave, do you want to kick us off with a P, sure. pray? Pray. That's the easy first step. So whether you're anxious about a relationship, relationship upcoming meeting, what, others ex- meeting others' expectations, um, you know, that soccer game, 
getting that tree out of the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, pray. The typical method, as you've heard in previous Binman episodes, we use the Acts model. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Mm. Adoration starts you in this particular context um, praising God for his sovereignty over all circumstances, no matter the situation or how unsettling it is. C, confession, has you confessing your sinful thoughts of anxiety or inability to manage, overcome them on your own. T, thanksgiving, thanks God for for enduring these trials, and through that you'll become more like Jesus. And then mm-hmm. supplication, the S, asks God to help um, you change, grow, mature from maybe it's a sinful pattern of anxiety, maybe it's a new occurrence in your life, but either way, mm-hmm. only through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit can that be um, rooted out of you mm-hmm. and then supplanted with with confidence and humility. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's good. What was, was that the What is Spiritual Disciplines episode? That yes. We, talk, we went deep dive into prayer. I think we so. went through those. Yeah. So folks can and check that out. And there's a blog on that as well. Bob okay. says, cool. link here, and then dra- drags his finger <laughs> on the right. screen. I know. I don't know how to do that magical stuff. <laughs> That's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. So P, pray. T, think biblically. Um, man, those of us who wrestle with anxiety have to change the way that we think. So like Ephesians 4 talks about, um, and Dave, you've talked about this as well before for us, there's a put off and a put on that even relates to our thinking, that we can we can put off old thinking patterns, especially that self-focus, asking like, man, what will they think of me? Yeah. I literally was on a bike ride with my wife and baby this. I, I was rolling the stro- stroller. My wife was on a bike. I, our baby's too young to be <laughs> on a bike right now. distinction. I mean, our baby is nine months old. So like, um, so we have to put off old thinking patterns, especially of self-focus. Like, what's going to happen to me? What if I fail? What will they think of me? And I have to be renewed in our mind, right? Take some biblical passages of who God is and what he does for us and think on those things and then put on. So put off, renew every mind and put on, put on a new habit of thinking, which will affect our decision-making. So the type of things you're probably like, Bob, so how do we put on new thinking? What things are we supposed to put on with our new thinking? So, um, it's both biblical truths, but it's also looking at the situation realistically. So for some of us, we just really need to look at the situation and go, what's the worst thing that could yes. happen? Yes. You know, or we could, we ask the question like, what's really most likely to be to happen? Yeah. You know, I know dad, even in my kind of leadership life, even in kind of na- you helping me personally navigate the work world, you've said before like, hey, Bob, what's the worst thing that could happen if you need to confront this person? Or you need to engage in this hard conversation like, you're not going to die. Maybe they won't like you. Maybe they'll say something bad about you. But like realistically, what's the worst thing that can happen? And they're already doing it anyway. <laughs> and they already are talking about it. You want to be right now? Yeah. It's like, hey, you just assume on. everyone hates you. There's nowhere really to go but up. From That's there. exactly right. Yeah. So, Thanks for tuning into the Bindman. <laughs> yeah. Be encouraged. Be filled. Um, so yeah. So the last thing I would say about this, about that sort of thinking biblically is be patient. Be patient and keep an eternal perspective. Like, our healing with anxiety takes time. Being free from anxiety is a day-to-day process where we just need to be replacing sometimes long-term patterns of thinking with biblical responses. So think biblically. So um, we have prayer. We have think biblically. Mm-hmm. Then we have speak biblically. Good. Which is more the manifestation Meaning piece. you always add thee, thy, and thou mm-hmm. to everything that you say. Shalt's thou likest some <laughs> McDonald's for lunch, brother yes. of mine? I shall loveth thine <laughs> McNuggets. Ah, <laughs> oh, we should use Taco Bell. We are sponsored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Would you quit saying <laughs> yeah, that? I know. <laughs> That's why we're demonetized. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speak biblically, again, more so in the vein of uh, one, there was this really um, wise man who was an elder at our old church growing up mm. 
who used to say that sometimes God allows your lips to say what your ears need to hear. And I find that so impactful because <clears throat> this is about focusing, again, more so to this outward piece, such that you are now speaking God's goodness to other people. You're mm. evangelizing, you're preaching externally how trustworthy God is. And there's just something about avoiding you dwelling on your sorrows and life's defeats and the muckiness when you when you turn that into, again, I, I like the word manifestation of God's goodness and glory and sovereignty just by repeating that over and over, it starts ministering to your own mind. It yeah. just does. Which doesn't, it doesn't, by manifestation, you don't mean like, it makes these things true. Yeah, no. not a you're, just, you're just saying like, that. I want to represent what is true about God. Right. Correct. My because whether it is, again, whatever the fuel is, either you're forgetting it, you're, it's being masked, it's being you're being misguided, whatever. Fear and anxiety can just be a real um, compelling lie. And I think, yep. I, I think that uh, going back to um, what that gentleman once said about sometimes God lets our lips say the things that our needs, uh, that our ears need to hear. Mm. We need to talk like we really trust God with our lives. Mm -hmm. And that will actually help us really trust God oh, with man. our lives. That is so true. And yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say like there's just moments where like you by acting by putting yourself in a position where like I'm just gonna do it yeah then your your feelings follow your thoughts follow your heart follows you know I can I can list examples of that in my own life right like yeah. I, just, I gotta I gotta speak this gotta say what's true to this person or to myself or out loud and then I realize I really do believe that yeah yeah and that is just precisely what you said we need to to do what is right and then allow our emotions to catch up mm. with us so is this the D what are we Let's oh, well, let me, let's go that. to, so P, T, S, D, D, depend on God as you act. So let me bring us home with the a good segue. D, you guys did great. depend, <laughs> thank you. We're going off on a, yeah, rabbit trails here. D, depend on God as you act. So no matter how you feel, eventually you do have to act, Yeah. right? So like, you can't just let your anxiety cripple you. We got to take actions. Well, Otherwise, you're going to. And yeah, we're going to make some kind of action. Yeah. Either you're going to, you're going to, your action is going to be to avoid the situation. Good point. Or it's going to be, hey, I'm going to engage the situation. Yeah. So... Um, how you, uh, we, we have to decide what we're going to, whether we're going to like text the person back, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That sent us whatever they did or that niceness. Oh yeah. Or, or whether we're going to tell that person how we messed up like, and, and own it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or if we're going to actually apply for that job mm -hmm. that we're nervous about. Right. So, so what kind of actions are going to help us? actually and help us conquer anxiety actions that have an attitude of depending on god yes. underneath them yeah. i'm not going to say you just acting is going to solve your anxiety no. i'm saying if you act with a heart that's really trying to depend on god he's going to honor that so yeah. um yeah you'll be just amazed to see how he shows up because i can testify to ways he's done that for me um, and just give you peace and provide for that as you try and trust him and also know just that god sees your actions yeah. like when you try to, to act in faith God rewards every act of faith. Yes. He just does um, yes. on that day. So whether that's acting independence by like simply obeying God, by doing what's right, um, instead of putting it off or instead of taking the easy path, or whether that's something like forgiving others who sinned against you, or even more importantly, asking others yeah. forgiveness, right? Yeah. Those are the situations that I find most tense, right? When I'm like, uh, should I do what's right? Or try and put it off. Well, let me do what's right. Or the other one is like, uh, should I confront this person who did wrong against me? Or should I ask their forgiveness for something I screwed up? Those are the two two of the most anxiety-inducing situations for me. Yeah. So I think those are places where I depend on God and take action. 
God honors that. So act and depend on God as you do that. We come to that portion of our podcast where it's the so what portion, the practical application. What are some practical takeaways that we want our listeners and viewers to have after we've had this discussion on anxiety? Mm, yeah. Um, I know I'm sharing a lot, but let me do one, and then mm-hmm. I would, I'd love to hear what you have to say, Dave. <clears throat> practical takeaways. Um, for me, man, it's remind yourself of the gospel. Um, if God loves me and Jesus died for me and I've received that, I don't need to be anxious. Like my, my all time favorite verse on anxiety is Philippians chapter four, um, verses six and seven. And so I'm going to just read what that says. Do not be anxious about anything, anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the antidote to anxiety is the gospel. Praying to God that he will give you his peace and that sort of peace that guards our hearts and it guards our minds in Christ Jesus because we're in him and we know and we remember who Christ is for us. So Jesus already owns my heart. No heartbreak is going to crush it. Jesus already owns my mind. No lie is going to defeat it. I'm already at peace with God, so no conflict can jeopardize my safety in God. Like you can, you can preach those three points all day long. Oh, I need this. Yeah. I need. Or this is me preaching is, the gospel to myself right you, now. Yeah, that's what you're talking about when you um, say preach the gospel to myself. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I mean. Yeah, whether yeah. it's a morning, your quiet time, or conversations with people, like speaking this, like the gospel is ours. Jesus is ours. So peace is ours. We got to remind ourselves of that and let God work yeah. in us. I, that <clears throat> using that Philippians passage reminds me. I mean, is that not every benediction in just about every church service you've been to, right? And mm. why? Mm. I love that that. To, at least at our church, um, our pastor typically reads that passage and then kind of does that sending out, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a pretty good segue, you know, for for these so what's. Yeah, Number you, one was you give another one. reminding yourself of the gospel. So if you're being sent out, this is your reminder. You could preach this to yourself 24-7. I think that next logical step is you're now going forth. You need to focus your absolute best on embodying the gospel, loving others, manifesting Christ to others, and and he is love. So that's a second takeaway, really. Uh And I think intrinsically by focusing on others and making your life very much show about how you can love and serve and give, there's going to be an intrinsic shift away from self-focus. Again, not to delegitimize anxiety, whether it's you know chronic, whatever, but I think that we're talking answers to it to mm-hmm. help, maybe not solve permanently, but mm-hmm. to help. And I think a huge piece of that is just start living in that kind of way, focused on others, loving others, giving. Um, it, you know, it'll kind of uh, unburden the constant battering of the self-focus and the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dave, something that you intimated, but I do think is really important that our hearers no. Yeah, you give an extra, extra takeaway here. Yeah. yeah, and that is is that um, we know that anxiety can be crippling. I mean, mm-hmm. we know that, and and we know that there are folks who struggle with phobias, who struggle with obsessive compulsive disease, who struggle with panic attacks, and for those folks, it is so important that you seek and find a qualified healthcare professional preferably one who practices Christian principles to help you. So 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so maybe let me take us from there. Next step. So what's your next step this week, right? Um, well, maybe one or another of two things. One, remind yourself of the gospel, right? Memorize Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, and get specific with committing the things that cause you anxiety to the Lord in prayer. Yeah. I don't know what those are. Maybe you are applying for graduate school. Maybe you're looking for a job. Maybe you're figuring out a dating relationship or whether or not to pursue someone. Um, get specific and and actually memorize and then commit to the Lord um, your anxiety. So remind yourself of the gospel in that way. Or two, find someone you're going to love um, and focus on them to get your focus off of your own worries. Yeah, I think those would be two this week. And let us know on our socials in the comments below, how did it go at memorizing Philippians 4 and trying it out? Or how did it go at loving one specific person to try and help some of your anxieties? Let us know how it's going because we love hearing from you. Yeah, we do. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Dave. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the Ben Men Podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we believe everyone should know their next step for making their spiritual life more important to them. Ben Men is a resource ministry dedicated to helping you find that next step. Yeah, so uh, go to binman.org and check out our other episodes and even the show notes for this episode. Uh, feel free to subscribe to our podcast and uh, follow us on social media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click that uh, thumbs up button on all the videos you find. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll look forward to next time. God bless. Thank you.